This segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under, Men's Performance Briefs, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, and that's a whole nother story. And your girlfriend and or wife is going to love the side effects, a visually enhanced profile. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact, providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market and use coupon code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at twounder.com. And that's the number two, UNDR.com. Before I get to my next uh, guest, Tom Patrick, give a shout out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Go online and check them out, positivevibesgolf.com. Follow them on Twitter at pvibesgolf. Covers and putter covers are a very unique way to keep your mind focused on positive things. They're a great on-course training aid as well. I tell you this all the time because you can't help but smile when you look at their head covers and their putter covers. They're going to put a smile on your face. They're going to make you feel better even if you just hit a bad shot. They're going to make you feel even better if you hit a great one. Go online and see why I say that at PositiveVibesGolf.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at TVibesGolf. All right, now back with me is our resident director of instruction, Tom Patry. As you guys know, I'm one of the most uh, decorated and great instructors that we have in this game. Normally, you could visit him and improve your golf game at Esplanade Golf and Country Club in Naples, Florida. And now the best way to get TP to help you with your golf game is by downloading the V1 Golf app, and I did it. And I sent him my videos to my golf swing, so I hope you'll do the same. You can also uh, check him out on his website, TomPatry.com. You can also subscribe to his newsletter when you go on his website as well. Tom is also a member of the Titleist Leadership Advisory Board. He's a two-time former uh, All-American at Florida Southern, won the Division II National Championship back in 1981, inducted into their Sports Hall of Fame in 2004, and it's always a privilege getting to spend some time with him. Hey, TP, how are you, my friend? Christy boy. <laughs> hey, TP. I'm good. I'm a little sore tonight, actually. I've been uh, I've been ripping my garage apart because I've um, decided to put a, uh, a a golf studio, learning center studio, in my in my garage. So I've been ripping the thing apart. Um, you know, 25 years of living in the same house and. Uh, you would imagine there's been a lot of junk that's compiled up in there and a lot of it had to go bye-bye. So the old guy was ripping the thing apart today and uh, getting ready to put in some uh, technology. So it should be kind of fun, actually. Really? So talk about the technology you're going to install and what people can do, because I'm I'm, I'm assuming you're going to have kids, adults, you're going to be doing some lessons in there. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm going to, you know... uh, this this uh, this whole situation is kind of making it, I mean, us all think a little bit outside the box. So it should be completed. I would think I can get it completed within two weeks. Obviously, have a net and a uh, a fiber built mat, uh, you know, state of the art mat in there, and then uh, we'll have V1 video in there. We'll have TrackMan in there. We'll have Body Track uh, in there. Um, so you know, we'll project the Body Track traces up on the screen. We'll have a flat screen on the wall. Be able to put your uh, trackman numbers up on the on the uh, on the screen, and uh, as well as a uh, split screen for V1 video from two angles. So we'll have pretty much everything we need to have in there 
to uh, track every golf shot that comes off your club face. Wow. And, yeah. And, yeah. And speaking of which, I sent you my my golf swing, and you evaluated yeah, it for I'm me. Still, I'm, I'm still I'm still trying to get I'm still trying to get over that. Okay, no, so, no. I, you don't have to tell me, my friend. I, I'm traumatized <laughs> myself. Oh, don't feel like you're the Lone Ranger. I sent you the videos back. Did you also get the emails back I sent with the pictures and everything? I got I got the whole nine, and and you know, yeah. like I say, I'm I'm trying to digest it because I, I actually what you told me is like, look, if you'll change your feet position, you'll change your backswing, you'll change your follow through, you rotate that, your hips that, more, you'll be fine. That's, that's not true. That's not true. You know, that's not true. I, 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 I the thing I'm most the thing I was most concerned about, truthfully, was what was one of the most fundamental things. I'm really concerned about that right hand grip. Um, I, I, we need to get the right hand of the club on the club a little bit more neutral. I don't like how far under that right hand grip was, and I think that a lot of things that go on. You know, obviously that right hand was in a really, really strong position. And I think what people don't understand because we talked about a couple of things because we talked about the right hand grip being underneath, and we talked about how much you slid in your forward swing. But I think that the sliding was your athletic mind trying to get ahead of the golf ball to hold off that right hand grip from turning over too much and hitting the ball to the left. So I think that you know, as good athletes, we try to you know our brain, which is which is our subconscious brain, which is a lot smarter than our conscious brain, figures out ways to try to compensate for certain fundamental flaws. So the right hand grip being fundamentally flawed caused you to try to hold that club face off so it doesn't flip over too quickly through the impact area so you don't hit any left balls. And and now it becomes uh you become you're at the mercy of your timing. For a guy who, you know, has has a job and works hard and, and doesn't get to play golf seven days a week and hit a million golf balls, when you're when you go out there as a weekend warrior on Saturday and you and you've got two fundamental things kind of fighting each other, you know, that are you know, one causes the left and one causes the right. Boy, that that's a tough way to play golf. So as a teacher, you kind of circle back to the setup and you say, okay, what can I do in the setup to make this game easier for the guy? And if I get that right-hand grip on there a little bit more neutral, and now the club face is in a more neutral position through the hitting area, now I can go ahead and teach the guy to rotate through the shot a little better with his lower body and and, and square the club face up with by rotating his body, not at the mercy of timing his hands every time. So that's kind of where I'm going to go with you long-term. All right. Well, I got to tell you, so of course, after I saw it, and you sent all, sent that back to me late last night. So I got up early this morning, and I went out. And I've got a I got a net and a you know some artificial grass turf, whatever you want, yeah. you know, in in the backyard yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So I tried that right away. Right, that's that's the first thing I you know I, again. I'm trying not to have too many swing thoughts, but you know, flaring my feet out a little bit more. So let's talk about that first. Right, that's an easy thing. So for people like okay, me. I'm square with my toes. You say right. flare them out further. Talk about what that's going to do so, for me. Well, so, you know, we, we talked about the grip and what that causes. And we talked about the fact that you try to compensate for the grip by moving laterally. And I, I drew some lines on the V1 screen, as you remember, that yep. showed you how much you move laterally through the hitting area with your lower body. Um, so we want you to become more rotational through the hitting area. We want you to clear your hips more, not move as laterally through the hitting area. So. Picture, if you can, I know we're on a podcast now, we're not on a live video screen. Picture anybody out there, if you took your feet and you pigeon-toed them severely, severely at a dress. 
how much could you rotate your hips? Well, almost none, right? So now right. if your feet are dead square, what I what I call block footed or really square footed, okay, just you know, dead perpendicular to the target line, yeah, you can rotate a little bit more, but picture this. Picture taking your left foot and flaring it. Don't open it, just flare the foot about forty degrees, how much easier it would be to clear your left hip through the impact area. So not only does the way you position your feet square, open, or closed affect what you can do with your hips and your pelvic girdle, but the position of your feet relative to the square, open, or closed affects them also. So when you can flare your left foot in your forward swing, you can rotate your left hip a little bit easier. And conversely, in your back swing, if you want to get a little deeper into your back swing, okay, you know, people talk so much about turning their shoulders, but if your right foot is dead square, in your backswing and your right hip can't turn very much, then your right shoulder and your shoulders cannot turn very much. So as we get a little older, like like the old man here, the old provolone here wants to turn and make a little bit more complete backswing, I flare that right foot so I can turn that right hip a little bit more and conversely turn my shoulders a little bit more because I'm not nearly as elastic as I used to be. So the way you fit position your feet in terms of the flare of your feet is going to help you to do a better job with your pelvic girdle rotationally as well, if that makes sense to you. It does make sense to me. So as okay. we work from the ground up, and we say my feet need to be flared out a little bit more, so I get a little more hip rotation. Chris, Chris, let, me say, Chris, let, me, let me say something. You just said something that was so important right there, and I don't know if you were setting me up a team yet, but thank you if you were. Working from the ground up is a big deal for me with people, you know, you, have you ever seen a good running back, a good shortstop, a good hockey player, you know, a good a good point guard with bad footwork? No, no, right. So, so people don't don't really they they really undervalue footwork. So, the way you use your feet in your athletic endeavor, whatever your whatever sport you're playing, and the quality of your footwork is going to affect everything that that you're doing above that. So that was. You, you don't know how important that statement you just made was. That was a huge comment you just made. Let's work from the ground up. I love that comment. Let's let's do that, Chris. Let's do that. So working our way from the ground up, I got my feet a little bit more flared now. I got my grip that's more, a little more neutral with my right hand. Now, for me, in the past, I was a, a very vertical swinger. And I had a huge problem with slicing the golf ball, which is why, as you then noted when I on my takeaway I, I take the the club away on the inside so I have a much flatter swing than I did when I was younger right and that was to get rid of the slice figuring flatter the swing I'm going to come from the inside and I'm you know if I'm going to miss I'm going to miss left I'm going to hook it or I'm going to pull hook it right. what you showed me in my swing helped me understand why I get in trouble with pull hooking on the ball goes left because I'm coming in from the inside. And then as you pointed out in the video, some of us like to take a look at Jim Furyk swing and kind of go, what, what is that? I sort of do the opposite. I have the, uh, the opposite sort of swing motion, but similar to Jim Furyk where I'm coming in from the inside and then swinging through coming from the outside in. So I've got that. Loop. Right, so, I, so, so people laugh at the great Jim Furyk that he takes the club so far kind of outside and away and vertically, then he drops it way to the inside. So I call that playing golf wide and then dropping it to the inside, playing golf narrow, wide to narrow. I, I attach that 
if you remember, I attached that drill out of my out of my library to your V1 analysis so you uh-huh. can see that. So most amateurs that come to me think that they want to get inside early. So they take the club inside early, and then conversely, the brain reroutes the club to the outside on the way down or over. We call that over the top. You guys call it over the top. I call that narrow to the inside and wide to the downswing. So they come inside early and then back over the top. So in your backswing, you want to create a little bit of width, keep the club in front of you a little bit better, take the club back a little bit, a little bit more within reason, along the line a little bit more, creating some space that you can then drop the club to the inside on the way down. Okay. So, and Chris, let me, let me back up just a little bit here because it's the thing we, we missed is when I talked to you in the V1 analysis about your right hand being too strong, I also made a comment, a superficial comment, I kind of grazed over because I'm going to come back to it later on with you, that your left hand looked a little too weak, okay? So I'd rather you had your left hand on a little stronger, a little more dialed to the right for a right-handed player, your right hand on a little bit more neutral, because I still want you to be able to release the club, but release it correctly, in a wide to narrow manner or a on the line to inside the line on the downswing, more from the inside of the downswing, and then rotate your body nice and hard through the impact area to square the club face up with your body a little more. So, so we got we got some work the to other, do. we got some work to do. Yeah, clearly. Again, my feet are bad, my grip is bad, my takeaway is bad, my follow through no, no, is bad, no, no, and I'm no, no, my no, hips. No, Outside no, of that, I, it's perfect. I don't no, I don't dis- I disagree. I don't think anything is bad. I think athletically Here's 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 what I say to people about this. This is not bad at all. What's your handicap, Chris? I'm uh, about a twelve. Okay, so twelve is pretty pretty reasonable golf. It's not bad golf. I mean, you're so you're shooting somewhere between eighty and eighty five. Is that is that accurate? That's right. That's right. Okay, so so that's not bad golf. Okay, so if a guy comes to me and he's got a pretty faulty right hand grip, for example, okay, and I'm just going to use two things only, just two things. He's got a faulty right hand grip, really too strong with the right hand. And he slides a lot, and he's a 12 handicap. I say to the guy, listen, everything here is upside. Because if you can hit golf shots that competently, where you can break 85, I mean, what percentage of the golfing population breaks 85? If you can break 85 doing that, what can you do when you get more fundamentally sound? So, I mean, I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's great. I think it's all. I think it's all upside here. Because we get the guy put his hands on the club correctly and learns how to rotate his body a little bit through the impact area a little bit better. And man, we're, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're cruising down the freeway now. We're, we're in pretty good shape. I, I think this is all good stuff. I don't think you're that far away from playing much better. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate your confidence. I, I, yeah. Kind of where I was going way at the, at the beginning of this, Tom, as I, as I said, I got up real early because I, you know, I, I watched it late last night. I wanted to watch it again. So I did that. And then I got out there swinging the golf club, right? And the, I, the part that troubled me the most was, was the swaying and the sliding, right? So, you know, you, you gave me a nice tip about a couple of, you know, chairs on either side of my hips, so, you know, an inch or two away from my hip and swinging, right? So I, you know, I, I get out there and I'm swinging with the golf club and the chairs and, you know, I'm hitting the one on the left every time. Every right? time. Because I'm sliding. Time. Yeah, every sure. time I'm sliding, Right. So you're now the, I'm starting to think about I got to stabilize, right? Got to stay centered. I can't hit this, can't hit this chair. My hips hurt so bad because of trying to over, try to compensate not to hit that darn chair. I, I, that's going to take a couple of days to get over. 
Chris, un- let's understand something now. Let's 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 welcome to my world now. Now I'm going to take you right into the into the throes of the world of the teaching professional. Okay, so yep. I've never seen you play golf live. That's the first video I ever got from you. Right. How long have you played golf? What, how old were you started playing golf? Twelve. How old are you now? Fifty-five. Okay. So we don't know. We don't really have a crystal ball to be exact here. How long your right hand grip has been like that? We don't know how long you've moved your hips that laterally through the hitting area. Okay. But I'm going to suspect it's been going on for a while. It didn't start yesterday, right? So the guy goes out this morning and he goes, Jesus, I, I kept on hitting the chair this morning. So I say to the guy, listen, well, can I ask you a question? How many slow motion rehearsals do you do in front of a mirror, putting your right hand grip on correctly, taking the club back in slow motion and slow motion returning to impact, and maybe in front of a mirror, just kind of watching your hips, your left hip clear a little bit out. Well, I didn't do that at all, Pro. I said, well, why don't you do that about six million times this week in slow motion in front of a mirror before you worry about hitting any golf balls between two chairs? Oh, you think I should rehearse that? Yeah, oh, Pro, you think I should rehearse that first? Yeah, maybe you should rehearse that a couple million times this week. So I, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big believer, a big believer that what I, one of the things I want you to do in that backyard of yours, because you really got a nice setup back there, nice net, you know, nice little ash turf matted, you know, it's really a good little space. I want you to get a, a full length mirror from Home Depot or Sam's Club or something, you know, like a closet stand up mirror, and I want you to mount it on something face on in your little hitting area out there. And I want you to do two slow motion drills of the impact position for every one ball you hit. So I want you to practice putting your right hand on there in a better position, making a backswing slow motion, looking up in the mirror, don't look down, and just watch the club return. And as it's returning, just kind of clear that left hip a little bit and do a couple of slow motion drills, too, for every one ball. Because we're going to do this thing called changing a habit. We're going to change a motor skill. And it takes time to do that. And your impetuous, hurry, triple type A type personality wants it to happen <laughs> yesterday. And it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out that way. It's not that's not the way it works. It's not, you know. Come on, TP. So no, listen though, Chris. You know, seriously, this is important. People don't understand how hard it is to change the physiology of a golf swing. If they if they if every person came to the first lesson truly understanding how hard it is, we wouldn't have anybody come and take lessons, you know? And that's why I think that's the number one reason why we lose people too. Because I gave you two basic things to work on there, your right hand grip and in the sensation of clearing your left hip a little bit more. People say to me at the end of an hour, but you only gave me two things. I said, yeah, guess what? You need to work on those for a while and then come back in a couple of weeks and see where you are. It's so hard to change the physiology of a golf swing when there's been long-term habit. And if more people understood what it took, you know, they, they would spend more time doing these rehearsals at home in front of a mirror, slow motion drills, you know, just kind of creating some sensations that they can really let their brain and their body absorb over time. Yeah, well, and it's interesting that you say that, Tom, because I uh, had, some, had an opportunity last week to, to talk to Hal Sutton. And Hal talked about how you can work a really long time on a golf swing change. You can work a really long time and hit thousands of golf balls and barely see a little bit of a change. That's how hard it is to make a golf swing change. So, so I get here's, it. Here's the funny thing. You know, and, and there's, you're talking about a world-class 
you know, Hal and I played college golf at the same time. So I played some golf with Hal and in college. I know how fun of a player he was. Obviously, and it's well documented as a tour player and a major championship winner how good Hal was. Um, so he, he's right on. And, it, you know, it, it takes a lot of time. And here's what's funny that happens. You'll see this happen in this order. You'll, when you're making a change that starts taking root, the ball flight will change first. You'll go, wow, that was different. The compression was different. Boy, that felt better off the face. I got the ball to turn over, you know, a little bit more under control of my trajectory, my shape. Wow, I'm really good. That felt a little different. I felt this in my golf, and I felt a different sensation. Man, this is really good. Then you look at the video, and you go, boy, it's hardly, it's really not that different at all. This, it only looks a little bit different. But it, the ball is so much better because the, the the fine line of game improvement is just that. It's a fine line. And if you can just change the sensation just a little bit, you can get the player to feel something a little bit different, the ball will be miraculously better. The video might not look, you know, world-class better. It might not look like Hogan tomorrow. But but the Christmas scare from day one and the Christmas scare from day 14, sensations are different and the ball is different when we're off to the races. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I, I intend to work on it every day and see uh, see where it is, and then hopefully in a couple of weeks I'll send you another video and and maybe it's a little bit better. And here's what I want, Chris. I want I want video from you two weeks, just like you sent it. You know, one face on, one down the line, just like you sent them. And you, you're gonna you're gonna probably, you know the best thing for you to do is simultaneously as you send the video. Send me an email as well with just a little description of what you're feeling, what you're going through, whatever's problematic, whatever's positive about what's going on, what, any sensations you're having, anything you're seeing as patterns, so I can understand what's going on inside, you know, inside the coconut between your ears, and also then look at the video and kind of go, oh, yeah, now I understand why he's feeling that or sensing that, and I can make better determination. All right. Deal. I will do that. Okay. Tom, that's, let's, let's... That's, Chris, that's how I handle everybody with V1. Anybody that is, is on V1 with me and using my V1 platform, you know, as we, as we move into the relationship, I start to ask him, listen, you know, as we go forward, send me a little email too. tell me what you're feeling, what you're sensing and, you know, explain what you're going through. I, I see a video, but I want to know what's going on in between the, in between the years too. And, and that's what I want uh, our listeners to also hear Tom, because this wasn't just a simple, you looked at the video and you sent me a text message and you said, here's what you got to do. You have the ability to, you're putting in lines, you're, you're drawing things on the screen, you're giving me, you know, your critique or your analysis, you know, talking over the video. You're also sending me, uh, tips that, that is specific just for what I'm going through or what I need to change. So talk about how specific and how, um, personal for that matter, the V1 and the V1 descriptions that you provide really are. Well, that, Chris, that's a great point. That, that's a great question. And, he, and this is great for the listener, too. So I think one of the things that makes me a little different than with the way I use V1 with my students, my remote students, my virtual students, is this. You know, I do want communication by email, too. Okay, I, I want to hear what you're going through. I want to hear you voice what you're feeling and, and sensing as you go through this process, number one. So I want that line of communication, not just the visual I get from you in the video, but I want you to email me and tell me, you know, how you feeling about the whole process. And two, like you saw, I have about 450 drills that I filmed in a, in a TV studio behind my V1 video that I can attach seamlessly to your video 
And I said, Chris, stay tuned. This video, this, this tip's going to play. This drill's going to play. Here's your homework for the week. As you saw in your video when it came back, I attached a couple of drills and, and, uh, and explanations for you that, that, that played seamlessly for you. And then what I also did is after I sent you the video, because I had your email address, I then loaded a bunch of still pictures and a couple of different things that I wanted to send you also. Because in my files here, besides my V1 file, separate from that, I have 16,000 videos and about 12,000 still pictures of different examples of things I want people to see and sense that I sent you also from, from those files. So they, the student not only gets Tom Patry's knowledge and Tom Patry's 40 years of experience in the V1 platform and those video drills I've attached to those platforms, but he also gets the library, uh, Tom's private library, which is you know, is 40 years deep uh, in both video and film and, and still pictures that I can send examples of different things to create images and, and visual understanding of what I'm asking for. That's the that's the, the point I wanted to get across is this is a complete package and a lot of information that can help me and, and everybody that uh, that you're able to provide. So this is a, a personalized lesson that uh, allows, uh, in, in my estimation, me to get better quicker. It's not like being with you on the practice tee, but it's pretty darn close, I think. Well, that, that's, that's the point, Chris. My goal when I, when I started is I looked at the platform and I said, okay, it's a pretty good platform, great technology, allows me to do this, this, and this. But I, I want to make this, each time somebody sends me a video, as close as I possibly can to make that student feel like they're with me in the same room or they're with me on the lesson tee. So how do I do that? And I started compiling, you know, again, you know, again, we're going back 40 years now, pictures and videos and, and articles. I think I sent you a couple of articles too, didn't I? You did. Yeah. So I, I've got, I've got, you know, 150 different articles I've written for different magazines for the years that I've cataloged because they're different topics. And if I said, Hey, you know, that, that article relates to what Chris and I did tonight. Boom. I'm going to throw him that article too, because I'm trying to educate the golfer. Okay. So he can understand his golf journey better. Not just this is this is not just a one lesson, look at the video, try to do this, give it a give it a shot. This is no. We're gonna build the golfer with his knowledge of his golf game, his golf swing, and the cause and effect of why he hits good golf shots and why he hits the occasional bad shot. Why I want him to understand the biggest word in golf, why. I want him to know why things happen, why they go wrong and why they go right, so he can correct things you know, when he's on the golf course, but doesn't, you know, doesn't eat up his whole round. He understands how to fix things in his golf game. Tom, one more before I let you go, and I want to switch gears just a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on the golf ball itself. I think most of us, when we're watching a golf tournament or what have you, we're looking at our favorite player. Oh, what golf ball does he play? Yeah, we were looking at, uh, you know, someone that uh, hits a golf ball a long way. Oh, what golf ball does she play? What golf ball does he play? Right? We're, we're, we're looking at, at professionals and we're making our judgment to use that golf ball because of what we saw on television. <laughs> or mm-hmm. we, we make the judgment in our head, well, the $45 golf ball must be way better than the $30 golf ball or it wouldn't be $45. Talk about golf ball fitting and really figuring out what the right golf ball is for our swing? Uh, I tell you, that, that's a, Chris, that is such a great question. 
Um, and, and you know how prejudiced I am, and you know where I'm going with this before you yep. kind of teed me up here. But I've been, you know, on, on the Titles Leadership Advisory Board now for, you know, most of my professional career. I'm going back a lot of years with Titles. Um, and I was very, very privileged on, on a number of occasions to be invited up to headquarters in Cushman, Massachusetts, and, you know, and go through Ball Plant One, um, where today, um, the Pro V1 is made, and you know I was I, I go all the way back to the Blada 392, and you know, went through the whole evolution of the golf ball, uh, what I call the modern golf ball, from the time I was a senior in college at Florida Southern to to present. Matter of fact, I was up there, uh, as you know, I was up there in the fall when I had my my knee operation in New York. Right before I had the knee operated on New York, I spent uh, a day up at, at Titleist uh, in October. And revisited the plant again then, and went through a fitting up there. Both I just revisited a golf ball fitting for myself as well as a club fitting, because because we change, right? We we do. But there's a thing called the aging process going on, and I don't generate the same club head speed today as I did uh, when I won the NCAA in, in '81. How how could I? It's, it's a physical impossibility. So um, the golf ball has come so far, Chris. It's you know it's the only piece of equipment. That is the same on every shot we hit during the round. We change club, right? Every shot, just about, unless we two putt a green. Then we hit a driver, we hit a fairway wood, we hit a fair, an iron, we hit a hybrid. So we're changing clubs all the time. But it's the same golf ball every time. We putt a golf ball, it's the same golf ball every time. So it's the one piece of equipment that's going to be with us in every shot we hit from the first tee to the 18th green. So it, it better be a pretty reliable product. And by reliable, I mean, you know, based on our swing speed, based on how often we hit the golf ball on the club face, does the golf ball perform? Does it perform distance-wise? Does it perform direction-wise? Does it perform from a spin rate standpoint? Can we control the trajectory? How much does the wind affect our golf ball? These are all factors that have to be considered, okay? So when, when people, and it amazes me that in 2020, that there are a lot of people out there that still haven't gone through a club fitting, let alone a golf. They, they, you know, most people play the golf ball that either their favorite tour player plays, like you said earlier, or that their buddy in their foursome plays. Well, he's playing blind too, you know? So I, I think the first thing people should do is go online and read and educate themselves, you know? And I don't care what brand of golf ball you want to play, although I do care, of course. There's only one golf ball on the planet you should be playing. It should be Titleist. Um, but there are a lot of good golf balls on, on, on the market now. There's there's a lot of golf balls that are, you know, second, third, and fourth that are still nice golf balls that are Titleist. But they, well, let's leave that alone for a second. But every one of these companies has a family. Of, I call them a family of golf balls. And there's slightly different constructions to those golf balls. You know, whether it's a difference in dimple design or or the material the cover is made of, or what, what, the, what the core of the golf ball, how the core of the golf ball is constructed. And it all causes, all those things cause the golf ball to do different things based on what you're able to do with your golf club when it strikes the golf ball. The only thing the golf ball knows at the moment of impact is what the club tells it to do, whether it's heel contact or toe contact, high in the face, low in the face, center in the face contact, angle of attack, swing speed, you know, path and face, you know, conditions. Okay, or all influence the golf ball. But apples to apples, you need something that fits your golf game. Okay, 
And you need to find out what golf ball that is, and you, and you need to stick with that golf ball. Uh, and, and one of the reasons I want to go back and, and brag on my friends at Titles again is they have a whole family of golf balls. Um, they have a long menu of golf balls. If you went on to Titles.com and you went through Pro V1 and Pro V1X and, you know, and I'll go right down the line to every golf ball that they make. It's, you know, eight or 10 or 12 golf balls deep. They're all slightly different in their construction. And you can find some that fits you. Now, you might read a description and think, oh, that one sounds like it's for me. But don't go by just what you read. Go test it. And go test it against your second choice, for example. And when I say test it, I don't mean hit five shots at one, five shots at the other. Go out in the golf course at four o'clock in the afternoon by yourself and hit 10 drivers off of a tee, five with each ball, and do that four holes in a row, and then make a turn. Hit, hit, you know, five second shots into a green with one golf ball, five second shots into a green with a second golf ball, and, and look for patterns over five or six or seven holes doing that. Chip the golf ball, putt the golf ball, and, and, and really, you know, hit a lot of shots before you make up your mind. Well, that's outstanding advice, and um, I, and I think that's great. I, you about going out late and giving it more than that because I think what we'll do typically is we'll, we may put one on each in our pocket you know we'll, we'll hit a couple of shots and then you know well that one went further so that's that's the one right and that's right. not the way to right. do it and and, I, and I'll tell you the second thing, Chris you know I do this for people inside here too all the time but they'll come out and they'll say can, can I can I hit some balls you know on track man with the golf ball so yeah that's that's a great way to quantify you know you know and the great thing about this studio I'm going to put in, in the house here is that I can now control the environment, right? And I can have you hit 25 or 30 shots with one ball and 25 or 30 shots with a second ball on track band. And we can look at carry distance. We can look at overall distance. We can look at spin rates. We can look at side spin. We can look at launch angles, all with these golf balls with deep data, meaning hitting 20, 30, 40 shots with a particular ball and then 20, 30, or 40 shots with a second ball. And, and, and really now it takes, you know, it takes out of it. The greatest thing to take out of things like this, take the opinion out. I don't want to know your opinion. I want to know the facts. Just give me the numbers and tell me what really performs better for me over the course of a deep bit database, a lot of shots being struck. That's what, one of the things tra- track is a great, Great tool to use to test the golf ball. Well, Tom, before I let you go, let our listeners know now that you're building this a wonderful, sounds like, facility in your garage and, and about V1 Golf, talk about how they can get a hold of you and get lessons for themselves. Yeah, Chris, I mean, as you know, social media, we're on all platforms. We're on, we're on two pages on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. Um, and I, and I, I got to publicly make an apology to Chris Mascaro. Because I started Uh-oh. an Instagram, I started an Instagram live show, which is going to be now on Thursday nights at eight o'clock. Okay? There you go. So I put, because I got yelled at because I I I lost <laughs> my mind. I did one on a Tuesday night, and I got yelled at, and I and I and I and I deserved it too, by the way. Um, so I apologize for that. But I'm going to do this Instagram live on Thursday nights at eight o'clock, and I got a, a bunch of great guests coming on, and a bunch of tour players media people, some celebrities. Christmas Sarah is going to be on. He doesn't know that yet at some point because we got to get wow. a visual on Christmas. We got to get a visual on Christmas Carol, but I got some LPGA tour players. I got some PGA tour players coming on. I got some golf channel people coming on, um, some USGA people. It's going to be, it's going to be a nice show. 
um, but Thursday nights at eight. But that's so I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter. People can find me, and of course, my website is very simply TomPatry.com. Um, and the studio, the home studio, should be up and running. I hope, you know, fingers crossed, if everything goes well, uh, within two weeks, and that's going to be the dry run. We're going to get some guinea pigs in there and test all the equipment out and make sure we're, we're all hitting on all cylinders. But, you know, obviously the goal is to get back outdoors at some point. But, you know, right now the, the goal is to stay safe and keep people safe and control the environment. Um, and and then hopefully, Chris, if things open up this summer and, you know, we can move in, I'm still scheduled to go on the road to be in Indiana a week a month starting in June in the Indianapolis area at Prairie View. I'm still scheduled to be a week a month at Saratoga National in Saratoga, New York, uh, a week a month, June through September. Um, and I've got some guest schools at different locations across the country. So, you know, God willing, this this, uh, this world calms down a little bit. Those things will still happen. And then I'll come home in between those stints and teach uh, indoors here during the summer at the house. Yeah, other than that, I got nothing to do with this. I, I'm, I got nothing more. <laughs> I look forward to seeing the uh, the pictures. Hopefully, you'll be posting some pictures of what the uh, the indoor studio looks like at the house. I'm look, I'm interested yeah. to see how that turns out, my friend. Yeah, I think that once we get that up, Chris, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do all the Instagram live shows from from the from the studio, you know, from from the there garage studio, go. and uh, yeah, so everybody will get a, a pretty good picture of what that looks like. So, hey, Chris, let me say something before we we cut off here. Thank you. Uh, okay. You know, I listened to Donnie before before me tonight, and Donnie and I played some mini tour golf against each other. He's a hell of a player. He was, a, he was a hell of a player. That tour school he went through where he crushed those guys. I think by 14, is that right? That's right. Did he win that? Yeah. 14. I, re- I remember that tour school actually. Um, he was a hell of a player. He had some, he, he, there was a space coast. There's a, there's a mini tour called space coast golf tour back in the day. It was in the Orlando area. And Donnie was a regular there before he got his tour card and he shot some incredibly low scores. So it was fun to kind of listen to him again. Uh, I don't see those guys very much anymore, but he was a heck of a player. And Jim Estes is a heck of a teacher. And you always put great guests on, and we thank you for having us on. It's a great show, and we, we, we all love it. Uh, I appreciate you very much, TP. And Jim Estes had some nice things to say about you, too. We were talking about you prior to the show, and he had a lot of really good things to say about you. So as I passed along my you know your hello to him, he wanted me to do the same. So That's great. That's a lot great. of respect uh, you know, with, with the guest tonight, so that's fantastic. TP, I can't thank you enough, my friend. You're the best. Can't uh, can't wait Thanks, to catch Chris. up with you again soon, and I'll be getting some more video your way, hopefully a little bit better this time. Yeah, please do, Chris. Thanks a lot. Good night, buddy. All right, see you, bud. That's a great Tom Patry, folks. Uh, Patry is P-A-T-R-I, so uh, Tom Patry Golf on, uh, or TomPatry.com is his website, at Tom Patry on, uh, on social media as well. And, and I can't I can't encourage you enough. If you're looking to get some help with your game, download the V1 Golf app. It's in, it's like whether it's you know, on the iPhone or on your Android, and then get signed up. And then you can, you know, you it, there's an app right within it that allows you to videotape your swing. And TP asked, you know, hey, give me something down the line, and then give me something face on. So I gave him both both of those views, and then. Submit it, and you can submit it to whatever instructor you want. And in this case, you certainly want it to go to Tom Patry. So you submit it to Tom, and then within, you know, really within, I, I want to say an hour, maybe it was two tops. He came back with all of the instruction that I needed. He came drawn lines and all that sort of stuff. Like, look, you need to flare your feet out here. Drew lines. Hey, look, if I put this line here. Look at how far your hips slide. Hey, your 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 right hand is 
is too strong. I need your right hand over here, right? So he gave me all of those things. And then like we talked about, on top of that, he sent me emails. He sent me other videos that, that were tailor-made to what I was doing wrong so that I could get a visual part. I could read up on it as well. It's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. It, it's very, it's very affordable. It's, you know, I, I, I don't know what oh, I can't remember what I paid. I think it's like 60 bucks to get, get the V1 app and get all signed up. And then you, you do your lessons on top of that. But it, it's very affordable and it's very personalized and it gives you something to, oh, by the way, you can refer back to because that stays, you have a locker within the V1 app. So all of those videos stay in your locker. So you can go back and review them and, and, uh, and, and see how you're doing. So. Go find it, go download it, and get Tom to be your instructor. As you guys know from week in and week out, he is the very best there is. It is time for me to put a bow on this edition of Next on the T. I want to send out my sincere thanks again to Jim Estes, Donnie Hammond, and Tom Patrick for joining me. Please check out our uh, our website, nextonthetea.net. On there, you'll be able to keep up to date with what our guest schedule looks like. You'll also be able to stream or download any of our archive episodes because we link back to our page over on podcast.co, and that's C-O, so it's not com, it's co, podcast.co. You can stream it on our website, or you can get linked back over to podcast.co, and we've got all of our archive episodes sitting over there. We've also got them available for you on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, Player.fm. We've got all those shows out there, so if you've got a particular podcasting site that's your favorite, you'll be able to find us on there as well. Folks, thank you for choosing to listen to this show again this week. We really appreciate the fact that you continue to make Next on the Tee a part of your golfing, uh, your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.